Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett speaking from Comeuppance Reviews. Hey, it's the Thai guy. We're <laughs> back with our duo episode. We had a lot of great guests this summer. Yes, you we, know, we had. Or this, this year. So This so year, far. really. Oh, that's a good point, this year. But we had this summer, we had, you know, Edward Harvey, the all people. We had the One Dog Fright Gang with their video store memories. And, of course, our bro, Ian. Mm-hmm. But now we're back. Just yep, ourselves. just us. No justice, just us. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. You know, Mike Justice from yeah, Mike uh, justice. Street Corner justice. justice. We definitely talked about that where Streets is watching uh, yeah. all those all those years ago now. All those years that. ago. <laughs> but yeah, so it's back to us. So if you're expecting a guest like we've had many times throughout this year with all those great people, we're sorry to disappoint you, but it's yeah, yeah. just us. Just us. But we'll be back with more guests for sure. I yes, think, we will. Uh, we have some people in the hopper and that'll be a good thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, so we also want to debut a new segment. Yes. So we're going to go right into that. You know, no further ado, no further delay. You know, <laughs> we're not going to, you know, after all this time without it being just us, we've, well, Ty really has kind of I bubbled thought, up this new segment. Yeah, because it's been talk about talked it. about. Well, we'll see. So the new ex- new segment is, well, <laughs> I can't talk anymore. I haven't done these in a while. So. It could have been a TV show because everything, every movie is now a TV show. You know, League of Their Own. Now that's new. Ratchet. And it's about Nurse R- Ratchet. R- R- so yeah, from, from One Flew to Cuckoo Nest to Ratchet, right. which is just okay. You know, it's a classic Ryan Murphy program where the first two episodes are good and then it falls off. So, but, but it used now, to be like you know, uh, a TV or a movie might inspire a TV show, oh, exactly. like Alice and, or something yeah. like that. But now it's the <laughs> other way around, where. Um, TV shows because we're living in the golden age of TV because of all the yeah. streaming services and 5,000 channels that we're yeah. taking from movies and yeah. turning them into TV shows. I think right? one of the fa- yeah absolutely. I think one of the fastest turnarounds was Limitless. So there was a Limitless movie with Bradley Cooper, and then they made a show just a couple of years later. Which, yes, I remember Bra- that. Yes, and Bradley Cooper is in the show, which is kind of cool. I haven't watched it. Here is actually pretty good. Well, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, that was uh, good. I the I movie was. Yeah, good. It was a good idea for a movie. You yeah. know, as you know, I like a movie with a good idea behind yeah. it. I thought that had a good idea underpinning the movie. Yeah. Um, so we have come up with a couple ideas. So if you know if any of these Hollywood studios are listening, of course, normally people get paid a lot of money for this. But, yes, but um, here's some free ideas for you. Here's some free ideas <laughs> uh, based upon that whole groundwork that we just laid. So I have a couple yeah. written down here, and I okay. know we talked about this, and you probably don't remember some of these. So yeah, um, jump right in. All right. So the first one would be a Casablanca TV show yeah. called yes. Ricks. Yeah, so this is the beginning of Casablanca. So this is Casablanca. Before Casablanca, yeah. what was Rick yeah. doing before he yeah. got embroiled in all this Casablanca foo-for-a? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> well, um, he's, well, World War, he's in the World Wars, right? So he'd be like a spy maybe. And then he goes right, he maybe he was in World War One. World War One, yeah, like World War II. And he was like yeah. younger, you know, yeah. still very dashing and such. Yes. But uh um, so it, it's you called know, Ritz. So the origin of Ritz. You know, yeah, sorry, what? He's bogarting his way. <laughs> yes, he's bogarting his way across the world. And yeah. but it's but if the show is called Ricks, I guess that would imply that it's him founding his yep. restaurant and like the early days of Ricks and all the crazy wacky characters that would frequent Ricks before what the events of Casablanca. Yeah. And then I could totally see maybe like an offshoot kind of plot, which would be maybe he's doing some undercover spy work because he's still kind of young, maybe right. off the books. Right. And that's how this all gets started. Yeah. Um, so I guess the big question would be who would play Rick um, mm. of not... the actors of today? I mean, yeah. I think that's a tough one. Yeah, I know. Well, let's go right to Bradley Cooper because <laughs> <laughs> just because we were just talking about him. We were just him. talking about him. He's just a, an easy person just to plug in, you know. <laughs> well, I guess he could slick back his hair and look somewhat yeah. like Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, and would the show be black and white? That would be the question. Oh. Maybe I, if it's on like a premium channel, like a well, show. I think we said AMC. Or... It wouldn't it be perfect oh, for AMC. AMC. Oh, it's so AMC. Because they have yeah. their own original programming and it's American movie classics. I feel yeah. like that would be the perfect home for a show like that. Yeah, Ricks. So, yeah, we called Ricks. Then. I think our next idea was what a Gone with the Wind TV show. Yes, which is just called Gone. Yeah, Gone. It's just like, so. 
So um, I guess Scarlett O'Hara will be the beginning of that. And right. And we go into the, you know, exciting events of Gone with the Wind. Right. <laughs> so this is everything that would lead up to Gone with the Wind. Yeah. And it would be a younger Scarlett O'Hara. Yeah. This would also be perfect for AMC. Yeah. He's all just AMC shows. for, 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 for mm, The next it. one might not. Yeah. I mean, it could. The next one we're going to talk about after this. This one's perfect. But to, can't um, you see this Gone show? It's, yeah. It, and I think, you know what? I th- we said this would, might work on uh, Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Because oh, they have the oh, Emily yeah. Dickinson show. Yeah, you got Dickinson, then you got other. <laughs> this might like, be targeted more towards like a female audience. Yeah. You know, um, not maybe not quite Lifetime, but no, something. No, maybe a little bit higher class. Yeah, it would not have to have high production high, value, yeah. so it would probably only be about eight episodes because yeah. I can't really afford to do more. Really expensive. So it's like. <laughs> Um, okay, so there's Gone. So we have Rick, we gone. have Gone. Unless you have yeah. more you want to say about those, we can go on to nope, the next one. No, that's about it. What's the next one? Now, we don't have a title for this one, oh, but maybe we could okay. come up with one on the fly. But this is kind of uh, – it would be based off of Marathon Man. Oh, and it would Marathon. Be about, <laughs> yes, just, just shorten everything. Marathon. <laughs> but it would but be more about Laurence Olivier's character as the evil Nazi dentist. Yes. Um that or, you know, he's a, he has a, he, he, yes, it could. And you know, he, it starts off, he has a, a dark trauma in his childhood where yes. he becomes obsessed with dentistry. Um, and we see yeah. all that. So, yeah, he, he like, here's the drill. And then he's like, hmm. And he's like, maybe like traumatic flashbacks. You can totally see this. And he's like, he's like putting his hand in his, on his head. Like, no, <laughs> no, not the drill. <laughs> right, because his father probably has a dentist practice in his house. Yes. So whenever he hears the drill and stuff, he can hear it, too, because, you know, yeah, they're probably right, yeah. maybe didn't have all that much money back in those days. And he could clearly hear it. And so he would go insane. And so yep. he became insane and he became yep. obsessed with dentistry and drilling people. <laughs> See, that's perfect. I can't believe it's not a show yet. It would be like it, Hannibal, kind of. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. And we. Maybe just marathon. Oh, you just call it marathon man, I guess. But see, the Maybe. marathon man. Does that refer to Dustin Hoffman? I feel like we should go into a real, like a different direction, like sure, dentistry sure. man or yeah. something. Because <laughs> it's more about him. This has nothing to do with the Dustin Hoffman character whatsoever. No, no, he's not even in it. It's he's like, not in it because this is no. way before that. This is way before. So, but that'd be interesting. You know, it's kind of like orphan first kill, all these things like that. People <laughs> right. are kind of making fun of that now because it's like, wait a second. This orphan looking a little older. It's well, like, <laughs> yeah, but like, as we all know, or maybe yeah. not, there might no be spoilers. reasons for that. No spoilers. Yes. No spoilers. Of course, I haven't like, seen Orphan First Kill, but yeah. um, but I want to, but I don't have Paramount and, Plus. Is that the channel? Right. See, Everything has a plus. plus. I can't keep track of which it. one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so many pluses. And not a lot of minuses, you know. <laughs> ah, I think, well, the, the, the only minus is that what you're supposed to do, uh, buy like all these channels and it costs more as cable now. If you get AMC Plus, Paramount Plus, Apple TV Plus, Disney Plus, Disney Plus you get all those pluses. So uh, the only thing that's minus is your bank account. Uh, so it's like, <laughs> Pax Plus is Pax TV still? Oh, Pax Plus, you can get like a new reboot of Doc. You can still yeah, <laughs> they could have Miley Cyrus. Well, she's not doing much. Why? It's like the, you know, the da- daughter of Doc. Yeah, you know, daughter like, of Doc. Perfect. <laughs> but it, because it has a little bit of edge, it would have to be on Pax Plus. Yeah, <laughs> Pax Plus. Well, what was the other one? Family Channel, and then it became ABC Family, and then now it's Freeform. Oh, you know? right. Which I watched the show on Freeform. Um, what was that guilt. Show? That's what that show is called. Guilt. Jeez, it's about know. like Amanda Knox. Yes. Yeah, I enjoyed guilt. the show. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Billy Zane. Um, yeah, he's zaning it up. It's yes, like, he sure was, as he usually does. Because <laughs> yeah. he has that it factor, you know? Yes. It's something about him. Kind of like, you know, like we talked about with Hawes, with Mel Gibson. Yeah. Um, it's like some, something about Billy Zane. You know? It's like, you know what? He is kind of, he's always watchable. Yes, even though some of the stuff he's been in maybe isn't the best, but yeah, he usually, he, almost like Nicolas Cage, he can make it rise above that. Like that material. Is there... Any more shows or just those three? That's all I have on my list. But if you want to maybe try and quickly brainstorm a couple more, I guess we could. Sure, sure. Um, it's going to be like the old movies that people like. You know, it's like. <laughs> Is that where this all comes from? Yeah, basically. You know, from the 50s or below or the 70s, you know. I'm surprised there's no Goonies show. <sighs> that, that's true. What, what with the success of Cobra Kai and 80s oh, yeah. uh, related stuff. Yeah, there could be a Goonies show. Or Stand By Me, like where these kids are older. Right. Yeah, Stand By Me, there's never a show, huh? 
I mean, I'm supposed to be in a show of all these Rob Reiner movies, you know, Stand By Me, Misery, This Is Spinal Tap, uh, you know, Alex and Emma. You know, it's like, no, they're... <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a deep cut in the Rob Ryan. That is, that's a new one even to me. I, yeah. uh, well, what's the other one? I never saw it. It has Bruce Willis. It's called The Story of Us. I hear it's very bad. I remember about, seeing that around the video store, but I see, just was never interested. Bait and switch. I've never seen it, but see, if you look, if you remember the cover, it's like Bruce Willis and Michelle Fiverr smiling. Yes. But this, is, this is not a movie to smile about. It's about some sort of divorce thing. Uh-huh. So it's like, not, nice try. So, well, I remember that was during the era of bad box art where there yes. was like it's just very unappealing, bland, yeah, it's like, plain box art that doesn't speak to me personally. Yeah. It's like I'm not gonna watch the story of us or I think even Deep End of the Ocean, also Michelle Fiverr's just sort of like smiling or like looking sad, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Well that's what they it's did like, in the like from the later nineties throughout pretty much all the two thousands. Yeah. Um where they had this kind of plain generic pushing tin style box art, which I always hold up as the you know as a bad example. It's like here's another example, a bad example. Yeah, we were talking about pushing tin, but how about Disney's The Kid, also Bruce Willis, just Bruce Willis face. It's like it's like Mama Kid, you know. You can look it up on IMDb or wherever. Like, yeah, oh, but just like a giant it? Bruce Willis face. Yeah. Basically, it's like okay, what else you got? It's kind of like Jacob the Liar, just the big face of um, Robin Williams. Well, most Robin Williams movies, if you think about it, it's just a big Robin. I mean, think about it. You got <laughs> Jack. You got oh, um, yeah. uh, Bicentennial Man. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's just him as a robot. Which I hear yeah, it's surprisingly <laughs> dark. But but any Robin Williams movie, it's usually just a big or fairly big close-up of Robin Williams' face. That's a really good point. Wait, you know, in The Jetsons, that was Alice the Robot who did the cleaning? I believe it was Rosie. Rosie, thank you. So... He's just basically rosy in Bice- Bicentennial Man. It's like, it's we might say bisexual man. I feel like no. you were. <laughs> no, Let, if people rewind that on their on their podcast, I feel like I really that's wasn't going to say that. Really Freudian wasn't. slip, maybe. No, I, don't know. I really wasn't going to say that. Is that Bicentennial takes a second uh-huh. to say? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he's basically rosy, right? I I don't know. I've never seen the movie. I I don't know. I'm gonna look into it a little bit more. I'm not. I don't sure I'm gonna watch it. But so you've never I'll, seen Bicentennial Man? I thought about watching it. It's kind of like I thought about watching The Avengers of Pluto Nash, but never, you know, bit the bullet. Never pulled the trigger, huh? No, it was close. It was like, you know what? Maybe I'll watch this. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> that's what was that other Robin Williams movie you watched that you said was weird and surprisingly dark? And it, what, what, um, what Man of the Year. Like, Man of the Year. Oh, yeah. Man of the Year. People should watch that one because it's like, okay, you see the cover. He's, you know, it looks like, like wacky Abraham Lincoln or something Abraham Lincoln or Thomas Jefferson or whatever the curlers or whatever uh-huh. but there's a secret subplot where it's actually surprisingly dramatic because it's Barry Levinson mm-hmm. so he sneaks in these like dramatic pauses with Jeff Goldblum and stuff like that it's kind of interesting I would take, definitely would check it out did you watch it yet Brad, no or? I have not okay no. it's in my pile somewhere I'll let you borrow it okay it's not as goofy as you might think all right because you know I tend to shy away from that sort of stuff but if you say it's good, I I'll, I'll give it a chance. As I have many times over the yeah. past couple of years, I've taken many chances of, on things from your collection that I never thought I would. Yeah. It threw me for a loop. It's like, oh wow, okay, this is I like this idea. But it, the movie's kind of a mishmash, so it's kind of like a, it doesn't fit. But it's, I like that they did it anyway. I won't say what happens. Okay, good, good, because probably a lot of people out there haven't seen it, so no spoilers. Well, I haven't seen it in a while because I came out a long time ago now. And but that I remember was the last time you saw it. it. Oh, uh, maybe in the past less than 10 years I watched it. Oh, okay. So, we should um, probably go to our uh, subject Okay, today. so this is another Thai original idea. So <laughs> why don't you explain what this is? It's another one of these kind of combination type episodes yeah. that we've done in the past. So explain what, what you like were them. thinking. So and this <laughs> this idea is all the movies that have started with the word savage and all the movies that start with the word steel, but S-T-E-E-L. Right, of course. So sure. Savage Steel. So Savage, Savage Steel. Savage Steel. So Which sounds like the name of a metal band from the eighties. Wouldn't that be awesome? It'd be like from the makers of Dokken, Savage Steel. <laughs> <What>? Um <laughs> now this was gonna be Savage Sword originally. Yes. No, but I think Savage Steel Steel has more fun movies to talk about. So I thought, okay. well, let's do Steel. We'll do maybe like Tiger Sword or something like that. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. I yeah. can see yeah, that's a good idea. But didn't we do like an animal episode where we talked about I think about we're going this? to like Oh, we haven't done. See, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, I, mean, I, I wrote that down, and then we'll do it soon. Well, we are talking about maybe doing the next few episodes. All right, so I'm going to start with the titles with the word "steel" first. Okay. So the first movie is going to be "Steel and Lace" from 1991. Uh, 
a good one. I'm, I'm okay. happy to be talking about this because right you know, we've reviewed it a long time ago, but just recently Vinegar Syndrome released it. Now, did you purchase a copy or no? Yes, I did. Oh, good, good. Yes. So here's the plot. People haven't seen it. Look, the cover is cool. Um, and the Vinegar when, Syndrome cover is cool also. Oh, that's awesome. When super evil businessman Emerson, you know, assaults a sensitive concert pianist named Gailey Morton, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gailey, this is a spoiler, so Gailey commits suicide, but her brother is a creepy and obsessive robot technician. So she, she becomes a robot and then <laughs> so and then she has a drive for revenge. And also Bruce Davidson is detective. Oh, no, well, Bruce Davidson's hanging around. And also David Naughton is a detective right. on the case. Yep. So but, it's sort of like a female RoboCop meets, oh, well, we, Ms. We 45, called, maybe. Yeah, know. yeah. We call a, it a like female a revenge movie where she's a robot. Yeah. yeah. We said it was like RoboCop with I Spit in Your Grave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. sure. So I, or Ms. 45 is a better example. So it's fine because the bad guy is played by um, – Michael Servius, how you say his name? And he, he's, he's, we say he's very, you know, hissable. Yeah, there's a lot of boo hiss baddies. Yeah. And this movie, so it's, ponytails. It's, it's it, this is one of these only in the 80s deals that we like so much where there's a lot of creativity put into it. It's, again, sort of like a hybrid type of movie. It, it really works, I think. Um, and I'm just a big fan. It's a, it's a great movie. It's just like something about you, just, you put it on like okay, I'm gonna get ready for this idea. So let's just let's just you know strap in, you know. Yes. And, then we have and it like, works. I mean, this easily could have fallen on its face, but it doesn't. Well, I mean, here's it, one it, that does fall, which is Robochick. You oh. know, you compare it. Well, can you compare that to Robochick? But kind of. So. Mm. Yeah, it, I mean, you can. Except that it. Steel and Lace is about five trillion times better. <laughs> but yeah, but most movies it, are better yeah. than Robochick. Robochick's really, really one terrible. of the worst. And we try to give benefit of the doubt. We're not here to trash movies. We're, we're no, really not. not. But but uh, if you watch RoboChick, and I would not recommend it, you'll see what no. we're talking about. It's just it's just a horribly unfunny comedy that, you know, the opposite of Steel and Lace in the sense that it doesn't work. What they're trying to do just does not work. It's it's like they're trying hard to be funny. It's falling completely flat. Um, it's a complete waste of Kathy Shower. Yeah, and she's not even really in it. It's like it's a half a shower. It's like yeah. <laughs> half well, shower, half bath. Yeah. yeah, half shower, half bath. Yeah. <laughs> That's all a part thrown of out with now. the bath water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to mention one more thing until we get to the next movie, which is there's an evil boardroom. So it's like oh, steel and lace. Steel and lace. One more thing about steel and lace, not Robochick. I can't talk about that anymore. <laughs> so evil boardroom, and the, the tape is cool. And Fry's home video. Yeah, or freeze. So, I think. The freeze or oh, it's freeze. Well, actually, I'm not sure. I don't think it's fries because I don't okay, think it's, someone would be named after like, <laughs> fast food. The classic, or, the classic French, French fries. Yeah, yes. like, freedom fries, I call yeah. them. <laughs> that was very, very popular to call things. They're not French freedom. So it's like freedom toast, you know, freedom, freedom dressing. dressing. Yeah, that's like freedom fries <laughs> and freedom video, freedom home video. Yeah, yeah right. that's right. <laughs> I'm sure that's not like, well, there's like an American video. Yes, American video, yes. Yes, and they don't put out the best stuff. It's kind of junky EP tapes. But. There's also Republic home video. That's kind oh, of Oh, that's close. true. So, um, I know, it's getting very political. Mm, so. All right, so we'll move on to the <laughs> no, next one. Anyway, that, I will say Steel and Lace is a recommended is a movie. Yeah. More like a Democrat home video. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I think I'll move on to the... Uh, oh, okay, you're going right into my... I could do some sort of like Trump thing. It's like, gentle video, you gotta watch it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he'll re-release Bloodsport because he's such a fan. Yeah, Trump Mark and say, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> He sings it. It's just him going, da, yeah. da, da, da. Da, 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 da. Okay, so we'll go to the next Steel movie, which is a good one, which is... Steel Frontier from chicken 1995. Boy. Well, I, <laughs> you want to jump right the Chicken Boy? Go right well, ahead. I mean, you say Steel. This is like a not a Rorschach test, the, the word association test. Yeah. You say Steel Frontier. What's the first thing that pops into chicken my boy. mind? Yeah, so Chicken uh, Boy. It's obviously Chicken Boy. Yeah, and we'll get the Chicken Boy very shortly because okay. we have enough. We have a thing about Chicken Boy. So if people haven't seen this classic PM movie. The, the plot is, in a post-apocalyptic future, survivors live in a dirty makeshift town named New Hope. Teams' tires are valuable, so workers toil away in the tire yards. 
one day a band of marauders known as the Death Riders rolled into town. Uh, J.W. Quantel, played by Brian James, is the leader. Uh, but now we have a gunfighter to save the town, Yuma, played by Joe Lara. So that's basically the plot. There's a lot of fun car chases and such. But there's a chicken boy <laughs> and dwelling cannibals named Roach Eaters. So, so it's a post-apocalyptic – it's like, again, here's two ideas together. Spaghetti Western. Exactly. Yeah, post-apocalyptic Western. Um, a PM, I believe. Absolutely. Right? So, yeah. So so if you like those ideas, this does it pretty well. I mean, and you have some good people like Brian, James, and, and Joe Lara. Um, and Bo yeah. Svensson. Oh, Bo Svensson. And, and Kane Hodder. So great cast, actually, better than I even remembered. And oh. the the guy that played Chicken Boy communicated with us via yes. our website. Yes, and his name is Brian Huckabee. Huckaba? Is it Huckaba? Huckaba, yeah. H-U-C-K-E-B-A. Right. That's Chicken Boy. Also, Shabadoo, Adolfo Shabadoo. Oh, Shabadoo's in it? I totally forgot I, about I that. I don't remember Shabadoo being in this movie. I'm going to have to rewatch it like right away. <laughs> Maybe he dances in the future. <laughs> yeah, like some sort of future dance. So, I will <laughs> I will mention future dance. So that'd be like so forget Gongam style and that stuff. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it's like the robot, but uh, oh, slightly okay. different. I like that idea. And that should have like, been a movie in the eighties. That could have been like the third break-in movie. <laughs> Where okay, you you give me an idea. So the third break would be like what they go back in time or, or go in the future time. or maybe or both. It's it's like Beastmaster. Two, which we're going to watch soon. You know, he goes yeah. out of time. It would be like that. It'd be like breaking in time, so they they yeah. can break. You know, in the Roman Colosseum, and <laughs> so it would be like Bill and Ted. Yeah, breaking. Yes. Okay, and then they dance in the future and dance in the past. Yes. And then they they teach the you know villagers how to dance. It right. would be fun. So it'd be like a medieval village, and they're they're, <laughs> they're dancing, yeah. and at first they're confused, but then they yeah, kind of like, get into the spirit. On? Maybe with a feel... dash of Army of Darkness because there's some. Oh, I'm thinking of Dash of Footloose or something because you oh. know, it's like John Lithgow kind of leaders. Like, no, what is this dancing? Right. I forbid like, it. Yeah. It, there, well, there would have to be a character like that. Yes. Yeah, it has to be. It like some be sort of religious guy who doesn't want yeah. them to uh, dance. Because he, I can see it now. Like, there's a part where he, the religious guy, like, opens up his like tent. It's like, wait, what's going on here? I'm not liking this. I, the whole town's like dancing with Shabadoo and all that stuff. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. Why wasn't this made? I can totally see this. I think uh, we lost one of the Shabadoos. I think no, but this movie would have been made in like 1989. 1989 or maybe yeah. 1990. Because yeah. oh, Deadly Dancer, didn't you watch that? That um, Mr. Shabadoo. Yes, yes. So. Um, that is a little different. It's not dance based. I think for him, it's more of a dramatic role, if I remember right. But I will um, mention what Brian Huckaba said. So here I go. As Brian Huckaba, the immortal and show stealing chicken boy himself. Right. So I here we have a quote from a person from the movie. So from the movie, Steel Frontier. So here we go. As Brian Huckaba, the immortal and show stealing chicken boy himself. I thank you for this great review and generous mentions of my character. Glad you liked it. It was a blast to make. I was always hoping they did they would do a sequel where Chicken Boy wasn't dead. Well, spoiler. Becomes smarter and seeks revenge for his buddies. Steel yeah, that Frontier. would be cool. Steel Frontier 2, The Wrath of Chicken Boy. Yes, yes. <laughs> wow, he's thinking like us, coming yeah. up with these crazy ideas. Is it time for some crowdfunding? Lol. <laughs> now, there's, there's one more part uh, to his thing. This will sound crazy, um, but do you remember a website dedicated to post-apocalyptic movies in the UK called Post-Apocalypse? He was asking us these questions. Um, he did a review of Steel Frontier himself, and he, he I gave him a full interview. So... So well, around okay. the internet, there's another interview of Chicken Boy. Okay, so if you, if you want to learn more about Chicken Boy, you know, seek that out. Um, but yeah, so there we go, right? You have a firsthand source from the set of Steel Frontier. Well, I, I shot him my email, and he never, I'm not sure if he ever responded back, or maybe he just didn't see it. You know, because when you comment, it's, I bet people don't really look back at the comments. Right, you have to go back and you look. You have to go back, so... But anyway, so yeah, that's Steel Frontier. It's, it's another yeah. recommended movie. I don't like it as much as Steel and Lace, but I still would recommend it if um, you're in that kind of mood. I think it's fun because you know it, it's a good PM movie, but it can't beat the classics. No, you know, but they're trying. You know, they're trying they're something trying. different. Got to. I think it's an underrated PM. Like, wait, Steel Frontier. Hmm. 
So I'm going to go to the next one, which is Steele's Law. Fred Williams. Fred Williamson and Bo Svensson has returned from 1991. Lieutenant John Steele. Not to be confused with the John Steele of Steele Justice, which is coming up shortly. Uh, he's a Chicago cop with a bad attitude. <laughs> would be interesting if he had a good attitude. You know, hey, hey, guys. You know, <laughs> hey, you never see that. They always have some sort of bad attitude. Now, yeah. but just but I don't want to cut you off. But did we talk oh, about yeah. this movie on our Fred episode? We, I think we did. But here's a more of a deeper dive. Okay. I mean, just I just don't want to repeat anything. Oh, all. from Best Friends Forever. Yes. Um. <laughs> so the plot is that um the the FBI recruits steal the foil terrorist plot, and then he uh. He's friends of Sheriff Barnes, played by Bo Svensson. Chuck so, Connors? No, that's okay. actually Three Days to a that's Kill. That's Three Days to a Kill, okay. Yeah. So, um, it's a, yeah, I think this is another classic kind of Fred movie. You know, you, you get that Fred vibe, you know. Um, it's kind of, it's a little low budget, it's a little junky here and there, but there's something about it. You know, that's what Freds are all about. Yes, and there's probably a musical performance of some kind and some other wacky side characters. I mean, those are things that these Fred movies tend to have. Oh, yeah. And it all has all, has all of those. And it has a great ending, if you remember. We saw it a couple of years ago. But... I can't say I remember the ending right now, but I'm not sure how much you should say about the ending. No, I'm just saying that it's like, okay, this is a classic Fred action scene you all love and enjoy. Also. Okay. I have the DVD. It's a little bit low-budget junkie. I need to maybe just go to the tape from Academy Video. Right, it's so. probably better than oh, because this is the movie where he's like walking across the street like numerous times for a long <laughs> amount of time. Yes. I think I remember that now. <laughs> like there's there's like a good amount of time spent on watching Fred literally cross the street. Yes, you're abs- you have a great memory. Well, it says he crosses the street while the don't walk sign is lit. Oh, what a badass! <laughs> well, we said he had a bad attitude. Doesn't get much badder yeah. than that. Yeah, we see him walk back from where he came from every step. So it's like he does have a cool walk. Well, I, I say, you know, that, you know, people say, oh, I could listen to such and such read the phone book. I yeah. could wa- I could watch Fred cross the street. I'm not saying that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could I could actually watch that. But, you know, maybe other people couldn't. I don't know. Because so. <laughs> you have to have to watch, you know, Foxtrap and uh, the messenger stuff like that. And, OK, now I get it. You know, but we, I think I already said that about Best Friends Forever. So I would, yeah, I mean, he has a certain style. You know, he has a yeah. certain style. Either you like it or you don't. I would imagine most people do. Um, but it is very unique to him. Yeah. You know, you I see a Fred movie, you you see that. I, I guess you call it a pattern. It's just a style, yeah. you know, like a they used to call it auteur, you know, where it's like one filmmaker has a certain style. Fred has that. Yeah. I will mention one last thing, which is this is the likely the first Snizzle Fritz production. Oh. Fred, so <laughs> we thought it was the only one, but actually there's another one. Yeah, well, Three Days to a Kill is the second Snizzle Fritz. Right, and I believe those are the only two Snizzle Fritzes. I'm not 100% sure. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, Snizzle Fritz. I'm yes. glad to be able to say that on a podcast. <laughs> Snizzle Fritz and Steel. You know, that's, uh, that would be the t- name of the podcast. <laughs> Does one I of guess... us get to be Snizzle Fritz and the other one Steel? Or... Someone's going to be Snizzle, someone's going to be Fritz, right? It's just like... <laughs> I, I, we can't just steal Fred's great name for no. his production company. Of course not. So I'm going to go to the next one. Which okay. is the last... But if nothing else, this podcast yeah. is a tribute to Snizzle Fritz. Yeah, <laughs> it really is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. We're ending the Steel uh, section on a classic, which is Steel Justice oh. uh, from 1987 with Martin Cove and choreography by Jeff Kutash. Of course. <laughs> That's almost Shannon... as important as the director in the cast. Yeah, yeah, Martin Cove and then Jeff Kutash. Also Shannon Tweed and... Uh, Asher Bronner. And we have an, another comment from one of the cast members on this. Yes. And well, I'm sure you'll get to that in a moment. But I do want to say you don't recruit John Steele. You unleash him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you beat me to it. You know. Um, I'm sorry we haven't talked about this movie before. I think we talked about the awesome tagline before. Yes. Which so, I think might have been used in one of the Dirty Harry movies. So they said, like, you don't hire Harry Callahan, you unleash him or something. Oh, okay. so it's I think. I'm not sure. I'm not sure they completely came up with that on their own. Or maybe they did and didn't know. But um, but it has Martin Cove, who we all know and love. He has a pet snake named Three Step. That's correct. You know, I don't have to even uh, run down the plot. You remember most <laughs> That pretty much is the plot. And then uh, um, what else? Well, actually, go go for the plot. Okay, Lieutenant John Steele is a man who plays by his own rules. 
He survived the horrors of the Vietnam War, including being trapped in a cave with rat bombs or okay. bombs strapped to rats. <laughs> now, in the present day, he and his non-buddy Lee, played by Robert Kim, who might be coming back for a second, are L.A. cops. Holding them in their, helping them in their quest is to take down the evil drug dealing gang known as the Black Tigers. And their leader is named Reese. So when the Black Tigers do something really, really bad, <laughs> that's no spoilers no spo- here. Yeah, <laughs> Steel straps two bandolets of bullets to his bare chest and gets the only kind of justice he can: steel justice. Classic yeah. '80s, classic fun, classic awesome. Yeah. That's all I have exactly. to say. This that's is all you have to say. Th- when you think about comeuppance reviews and the type of movies we're always yeah. talking about and championing, yeah. this is it. This is, this is like, like a top ten. Yeah. You know? This is like the movie that it's like an 80s actioner that you go yeah. to the video store and, and, and rent and see or see on cable. And it's just yeah. it's like, oh, it's like a Matuzak, a one man force. One man force. It's yeah. kind of like that. It's like just an 80s fun action movie that you, you there's no way you won't like it. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. And all you will give one thing away. He does have a gun that shoots knives. Yes. You mentioned that. He, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the other thing. When I was going to say the thing about three step. Yes. I yeah. want to say the thing about how he has a gun yeah. that shoots knives. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it doesn't get much more awesome in, this, in the weaponry department uh, than that. So, and we said that we gathered that Steele is a big fan of Leonard Skinner because of Give Me Three Steps. Yes, <laughs> he must be, yeah. So. Uh, which is probably what he said when he went to go buy Three Step. So. <laughs> but it, this is fun. I mean, you, people need to watch this one. There's two, it's on DVD, right? Or is it on, is it on Blu-ray? I can check that if you give but me just one second. I can vamp away. Well, um, well, while we this might be a good time to talk about Seal Award and what we said and what Robert Kim said. Okay, so Seal Award is the love interest of Martin Cove. You know, I haven't seen Seal Award lately. I know she was in The Fugitive. That was like her, one of her bigger roles as you know Harrison Ford's you know, wife. But uh, is, but anyway, Steel Justice is on Blu-ray. So that's pretty good. It's, you know, it's easily you. available. Uh, uh, to KL. Uh, oh, okay. So it's easily available. Um, maybe, actually, yeah, maybe I will buy Steel Justice <laughs> sometimes. It's not, it's not expensive. It's, it's reasonably priced, and it's as of this recording, it's available now, so you can pick up your copy. So, well, here's what we said. Um, we were, there was a part where like Steel of War looked kind of heavily medicated in certain scenes, and we have an example of that because Robert Kim, you know, Steel's non-buddy, actually emailed me. A few, a bunch of years ago now, but I will now read it. My name is Robert Kim. I'm the actor and, and portrayed the role of Lieutenant Lee Van Min in the 1980s action like Steel Justice. Uh, remember that you mentioned that Steel Award as the love interest appears heavily medicated. You're actually more correct than he may have imagined. As it turns out, at the time we shot the film, Steel was living with Richard Dean Anderson of MacGyver fame. On the day we filmed, she, she had accidentally walked through Richard's plate glass door, leading to a swimming pool, breaking her nose in the process. So, yes, she was medicated for most of her scenes, but she just put on her game face and did a credible job when most people would not even showed up. So so there you go. We have yet another scene report from yeah. an actor involved. We never have any. Now we have two. In one yeah, two episode. in the same episode. That's amazing. So, yeah, get some fir- and, you know, get a little bit more firsthand um, info there. <laughs> and uh, one of our commenters had a bunch of quotes you know uh from the movie like the war never ended for you john <laughs> oh there's a lot of great dialogue yeah steals back it'll take an army to stop him you know i love that kind of stuff you know like one man army or uh or army one Dolph lundgren was a one man army so it's like <laughs> so, so. I, any yes. any excuse to do a Dolph Lundgren impression, really? Well, pretty soon you're going to get a lot of excuse when we yeah. go on Connoisseur's show and yeah, talk more too. about Dolph. Yeah, Unsung Dolph three. So, <laughs> and you'll have your own list. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good app. And Hawes will be on it. I was gonna say at, at the end of the episode, but I can okay. say it now. So now right, we're well, done with the steals. Okay, well, steals yeah. steals done. Okay, steals wow. done. And now we're gonna jump to Savage movies and our first movie. Is Savage <laughs> from 1996 uh, with Oliver Olivier Gruner and Sam right. McMurray yes. okay. from Deadly Games. <laughs> so he plays the detective after the Jackal people should watch Deadly Games. Okay, so a humble farmer named Alex Gruner has his life turned upside down when one day evil baddies show up at his ranch and kill his wife and son, seemingly for no reason. In no time at all, Alex becomes a savage living in a cave, foraging for food and water and shelter. 
Mm. Meanwhile, the Titan Corporation is giving the world delays in VR technology. Its president, Reese Burroughs, is a demented nut job. <laughs> it's convinced the ancient gods of Atlantis are currently chilling in the internet. Now, <laughs> God, description that. <laughs> I'm re- a great one. Out loud. Not yeah, to uh, pat myself on the back, but I think <laughs> I laid it down pretty well. Yeah, um, no, but when you read that, they're currently chilling in the internet. Yeah, that we <laughs> thought they were chilling in the internet. That's what well, he thought. I, VR was very popular. I, well, it comes up all the time on this podcast. And yeah. the, once we got into the 90s actioners, I mean, they were always talking about VR. And now VR is kind of back, right? I mean, but I think the 90s VR was the best kind of VR. Oh, I agree. So, you know. Well, that's where you could get more Rip Taylor. So it's <laughs> obviously <laughs> better. And, of course, the flooding head of Jalal Murai. So right. that was that, VR that, technology. How could that hope to compare with whatever they have today? Yeah, what, do you, what do you got? You know, it's like. I don't know. You do virtual yard work like on The Simpsons. Oh, <laughs> it's like, uh, what's that, Farmville? Yeah, so it's basically. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, love, I don't get Farmville. So, okay, so let's break down Farmville for just a second. Okay. So you, you, you have a farm. Yeah, and I, then, I guess I never played Farmville. I, and then I you just wait for the crops to plant. I, so it's no, like, meanwhile, you give uh, Facebook money yeah. to uh If you cultivate pay for your Farmville, you're out of your mind. Well, so. Hopefully no one listening to this paid for their Farmville crops, but uh, <laughs> they probably didn't. I do pay for apps sometimes, but, you know. So, I mean, we thought this movie was just kind of okay. You know, Olivia Gruner movies are definitely hit or miss, I think. A um, lot of I them think, are kind of, yeah. I hate to use the word mediocre, but some of them kind of are. I mean, I got to compare them to Michael Paré, which he's going to be an upcoming podcast, too. Paré for the course. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I have to call it that. You have to call it that. Yeah. And Olivia Gruner does have some good movies like, um, because I can't forget the title. Oh, Savate. Oh, yeah. Yes. You love your Cobra soundtrack. Angels of the City. All right. So, well, we said it doesn't really make much sense, but there's something about it that keeps your attention. And I mean, the idea of the the. The contrast between his quote unquote savage lifestyle what with the VR kind of two yeah. ends of the spectrum. I kind of like what they were going for there, but but in this case, I'm not sure if yeah. it came together. There's nothing to hang your hat on. Um, but he, you know, he said he looks like Goat Boy from SNL. You know, <laughs> was that was that Jim Brewer? I, that I, I don't know. Or was I that Chris Kattan? I did Mango. I don't know. Mango I wasn't was watching Chris SNL. I, I'd given up on SNL at that time, uh, okay. so I have no idea. But uh, but are you sure we're not talking about Chicken Boy? <laughs> He's not Chicken Boy. <laughs> Be funny if Olivia Green also commented, but no. <laughs> no. Right. So um, I guess we'll if you are running out of if you're watching a Gruner movie and you have this up coming up, I guess I'd watch it. It's better than Automatic. TNT or the circuit two or three <laughs> or mercenary mercenary is probably mm. one of the better uh, Olivia Gruner movies mercenary um, two uh, oh thick and thin with Nicholas Saturo <laughs> yes and Robert Townsend yeah <laughs> I'll look that up I remember that Why? that is pretty impressive yeah. most people couldn't do that <laughs> most people in the world could not do that I think I that used to, I think I got rid of that in a, in a tape bird I probably wouldn't uh, have done that today but the no. movie's not very good uh, I can't believe I might, you might consider my <laughs> copy of that. Well, I mean, but that's the type of thing, if you see it at Goodwill, I mean, I kind of imagine you getting yeah, it. Yeah, I would get it. I would just be buy it. Maybe it's, like, really cheap on the internet or something like that. All right, so I'll go to the next movie, which is... I'm going to change it around a little bit. I'm going to do Savage Dawn from 1985. Lance Hendrickson, uh, Karen Black, George Kennedy, Richard Lynch, Mickey Jones. <laughs> the classic <laughs> kick. The classic yeah. Hick uh, character. And William Forsythe. And Claudia Odie. Is that how you say yeah, Odie? Yeah, Udi, I think. Udi, okay. I didn't want to say Udi. I wanted to, maybe it was Odie or something like that. So this one, what do you think? I mean. I, I, again, I, I, this is another movie that I think Vinegar Syndrome has released. Of course, we watched it way before they did that. Um, I think my memory of this is that it, it's just okay. Yeah. You know, it's nothing, it like, nothing, nothing great, but nothing bad. It's sort of <clears throat> right in the middle. Yeah. I think it's, I thought it was a bit sluggish from what I remember, but the, he has a, Lance Hendrickson has a great name and he plays Ben Stryker. Right. Another former, movie where someone plays Stryker and a guy named Stryker. Yeah. I could be all podcasts itself. You know? I, it could. I, how come it hasn't been? I that, think we can act not to go behind the scenes, but if I, 
you know, if I type in the word striker on the website, I could probably find most of the names who are named striker. I'm so we should really do that. If, yeah. Uh, well, all right. If you told me where he did, I'd probably believe you because I don't remember <laughs> any of this anymore. Yeah. But yeah, we should do a striker episode. Yeah, they call it like strike out and like the player be S T R Y K. Well, sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. Or in the case of uh, Richard Norton, it was straight spelled striker, but it's right. pronounced striker. So I don't know. I would love that tie striker. I think I've done that before. Or just, <laughs> it's done. Well, I think that is a name someone could have. I don't think it's that out of the realm of possibility you know let's i think if you want to change your name you have it you have a learn you have a, like a certain amount of time because you have to go to the office of changing names probably mm-hmm. and you got to do it before you kind of like get your mail and your bills and then then you do it see if you do it now and we're a little older you're you're goofed it's like it's, you, it's you too much to change everything yeah you can't you you're it. stuck with the name you got i think you can probably do it up to maybe what like 16 before you get like a credit card I so guess that would ask your parents' permission. <laughs> well, <laughs> so if you want to call, call a warrant, warrant hotline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can call and see where we rocked last. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, so Stryker. So Ben Stryker is a former soldier who rolls in on his motorcycle in the old dusty western town of Agua Dulce. He's a man of few words and lets his short, spiky blonde hair do the talking, or failing. He's pretty handy in a, but he's pretty handy in a fight. He goes to see his wheelchair-bound buddy named Tick, played by George Kennedy, and his son named Danny, and he also has an old girlfriend named Katie, played by Hootie. Uh, but now he has to go up against the Savages biker gang, led by Pig Iron, played by William Forsythe, and Zero Mickey Jones. And the residents of this town are to their breaking point. Could could strike. <laughs> <laughs> like a lightning strike fast but um it's okay you know as you just said I mean, stone cold's better because he has oh. one foresight and lance hendrickson it's a better biker movie oh yeah it has both people that's interesting yeah. and karen black um because she was in hostage and <laughs> wings hauser played striker in hostage <sighs> wow i guess we'll have to mention that when we do the striker episode um, but yeah, I mean, I guess if you're looking to watch a biker movie at all, or with those two guys, go with Stone Cold. Yeah, exactly. So, but the cover's always been cool. You know, you got the uh, reflecting, you know, helmet. helmet. Yeah. yeah, and that's cool. And I, there's some good ideas, but overall, I think it's pretty much kind of sluggish and kind of slow going. It could, it should have, and could have been better, especially with all those great people. <laughs> So I guess I don't have anything else we could say about this. Um, I think that's about it. Nope, um, oh, that's it. So okay. our next movie is going to be Savage Instinct. We'll kind of do, we'll do that quickly because that was AIP. Um, we did an AIP, uh, our series. So, right, you know, to call her Macho Woman. Call her Macho Woman. We talked about this through it, so I'll make it quick. You know, people haven't seen this. It's kind of like uh, I Spin Your Grave. It's another one of these female type revenge movies, but there is some wackiness to it. There's an incredible scene when she walks across the guy's shoulders. Yeah, that's Uh, amazing. (laughs) That's probably the best part. We can just uh, say that and watch it. But then when AIP got a hold of it, they kind of made it, you know, because Basic Instinct was hot at the time. So the hottest. They took the the same same. font and had a very similar title to some sort of an attempt to make it look like some sort of Basic Instinct. Um, But it's not at all. Because that font is very recognizable. It's like, wait, is this like Basic Instinct? It's like, <laughs> um, but it's not. It's still a fun movie that I would think I would recommend to people. But I just, it's if you're expecting a Basic Instinct type movie, it's not that. Uh, well, you said Mango before because there's a guy named Mongo uh, in this movie. He's <laughs> played by Brian Oldfield. It's kind of like Oldman. It's like, <laughs> see now Gary Oldman is a Gary old man. You know, it's like, <laughs> so it's like, hmm. Um, wait, did you watch Sin? You watched Sin, right? Yes, I watched Sin. <laughs> I think Gary only made fun of it. He's like, well, it wasn't worth the paper it was printed on. He felt bad for the trees. <laughs> it's not that bad, but I can see why he might think it's bad. I think he said he needed money fast, so I think he took anything. And that's why I think there was Sin and um, Dead Fish. And all these like weird. Robocop. Uh, <laughs> well, that was wow. <laughs> I love that interview he did with Craig Ferguson. And Craig Ferguson said, uh, do you want to talk about Robocop? No, no, no. I don't want to <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> that was great. But yeah, but that was interesting. People still haven't seen it yet. 
uh, check it out. We're going to go to Savage Dog next from 2017. Sky Atkins, which we did right. not, we only talked about very briefly with Hawes. Um, yeah, it barely came up at all. Yeah. Uh, but, we you know, we talked a lot about other Scott Atkins movies. Yeah. You can't mention them all. But no. this one, you know, maybe should have gotten a couple minutes. But yeah, we, I guess we you can mention it, it now. Yeah, we gave it three stars, or as you say, three bits. Mm-hmm. And the plot is, it's 1959, and Martin Tillman, played by Scott Atkins, uh, he's he's forced to be in an Indonesian, Indonesian forced labor camp. He survives the only way he can, becoming the number one champ in the underground fight brawls. He's like buddies of Keith David, if you remember that mm-hmm. character. And it's an interesting movie. I think what we said was, he kind of kept the movie afloat. It's likable, but I think I think it's kind of, I would say it's pretty good. Well, what do you remember? But that's what I remember. Yeah. I remember it was well, done like, well as, you know, it's maybe not towards the top of the Atkins list, but I mean, it's certainly worth watching. Well, we said that um, that we need more fights of Atkins and uh, Marco Zorro and Sung Lee. And it was just, we say we, they kind of gored it up, which almost, we said it was unnecessary, but I don't mind that really. It's like chopped up limbs and heads. Like, oh, better um, than no chopped up limbs and heads. Then we'd yeah, be I'll complaining it. that it's boring. So, I mean, you right, can't I'll win. Take it. Exactly, exactly. So, um, our next movie, we have two more. We have two classics on the docket. So, can you guess what the next movie is? Uh, steel? Uh, steel? Well, no, Savage Harbor, 1987. Oh, right. Frank Here's Stallone another Vinegar Syndrome-released classic. Exactly. Um, so we just really watched it. This is our 1300th review. Um, Joe Hardwell. Yeah. Frank St- I know, that's a lot. 1300 reviews? <laughs> and we've done more since. Yeah, because it's been over a year since we posted this. We posted it on August fourteen hundred. The ne- the next milestone. I guess so. Oh. We'll have to look into that because we posted this on August twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. Well, I keep track, so we're not there okay, yet. But um, I just did, I didn't know if we'd reached the hundred mark since, but I guess we haven't. No, I don't, I don't think so. So Joe Hardwell, played by Frank Stallone, is a well-meaning guy and takes his job as a seafaring man uh, very seriously. Uh, he gets in trouble. <laughs> Uh, for he has trouble forging lasting personal relationships, and he has a buddy named Bill, played by Chris Mitchum. And uh, not really the, the, the plot is kind of odd because he really likes avocados. Joe Hardwell, if you remember that, who doesn't? Well, who, yeah, <laughs> he's very relatable. Yeah, yeah, and then he you know goes to uh, you know the Mexican restaurant, asks for his guac. You know, it's like, and he has to pay for it. You know, it's like yeah, because they always say oh, it's extra. Is that okay? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what's that place? Guacamole's. Um, well, it's called Guacamole, so that's probably Joe Hardwell's favorite place. Probably. Like, <laughs> so it's the movie's very interesting. It's also called Death Feud. It's it's it. There's something. <laughs> to explain this movie a little bit. Maybe you can help me out. I, I like, wish I could, but it's just yeah. one of those uh, '80s kind of hard to explain movies. Almost like a Tony Zarandas type movie where. Oh, that's a oh, that's a good point. So it's like kind of like Hard Case and Fist. Yeah, so, with maybe a bit of Death Flash. Yeah, oh, um, Death Flash. So, which are basically m- more movies that Vinegar Syndrome really, really needs to release. Um, but it's kind of like that. It's kind of like uh, uh, um, a medium budget. They'd probably say low, but it could be lower. It's like a medium budget movie where certain nonsensical things happen, but that's very entertaining. Right. It's it's nonsensical fun. That's the thing. So it's like, um, well, then we watched the Blu-ray and it has that interview with Frank Stone's like, this is bad. Why are you asking me about this? <laughs> yes, I do love, because they're rare, those honest interviews where people are honest about what they think. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, and he's, and I guess Frank didn't like the movie too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't he show it to the uh, Sly? Like, this is, <laughs> this is very good. <laughs> uh, oh, thank you for that translation from yeah. Sly to English dictionary. Yeah, yeah I do like our Sly. <laughs> what did you call it? Uh, <laughs> is it a laughing? Uh, Rosetta Stallone. <laughs> I said that. Yeah, I think you said that. Yeah, oh, that's pretty clever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, do say, I, well, I don't remember saying that. If you told me someone else said that, I, I no, would have. You, you called it Rosetta Stallone. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so Defute isn't very good. Okay. So it's like, so, um, I mean, I, 
if people are interested in this kind of nonsensical kind of movie, this is a good example. Which I which is the type of movie I like. Like yeah. to me, a nonsensical movie like this is better than a movie that makes perfect sense but is boring. You know, at least the, the Death Feud's not boring. No, not at all. But it does take some time to kind of get going a little bit. But yeah, it does. But yeah. it's it's still That's a part very, of the appeal. In a yeah, way. absolutely, and it's still a very yeah. worthwhile movie to track down. So, our last movie. Wow, that was fast. Um, unless you want to talk about Satin Steel, <laughs> because I don't remember much about it. It's an Asian movie, right? It's an Asian movie from 1994. It has Jade Luong. Um, it's a classic. You know, it's it was fun. I think. Why I think we like, liked it, and it had a lot of energy it, but, to it. But overall, I think it was still kind of mediocre in a way. It was still fun. Um, we can see it was from the director of Super Fights, and that's why I tried to find it. You know, right? And then you got rid so, of it. Right. I did get rid of Satin Steel for some reason. Why did I do that? <laughs> I still ponder that to this day. So like, it's like, why did I get rid of Mercenary Two Thick and Thin? Um, not ever said that. So, but she's a cop on the edge, and I, did, I just saw that there. So the last movie we have is the classic Savage Streets, 1984. Oh. Um, this is a Linda Blair super classic. Well, I do see your ending on a winner here. Yeah, I had to, that's I had to end on a winner. So, what people, a movie. This is a, such people a great want, 80s classic. Now I can run down the plot. People haven't seen Savage Streets, which is why. <laughs> just, why are you listening to this instead of watching Savage Streets, yeah. if you haven't? That, that's just, your priorities are all out of whack. But I would imagine most people have seen it uh, that are listening to this. But, you know, we have some time. So if you want to go into the, the plot, shouldn't take very long. It's, no, it's uh, Brenda, played by Linda Blair, is a tough chick. There's nothing more than hanging out over, on the streets of Hollywood with a group of friends named named the Satins, you know, Satin Steel. Um, yeah, he says, but remember when friends used to do that? Like they have like a group that's called the Satins. It's like, <laughs> right, because they're not a gang. They're not anything official. They just call their group of friends that. Well, I mean, I guess there's Heathers sort of thing, but I think there's before Heathers. So, but trouble arises when the no when there's no good street toughs named the Scars, who do nothing but annoy and harass everyone across the path of the Satins, led by the sinister Jake, played by Robert Dreyer. Uh, he and his boys continue up the ante until they go too far. We'll just say that. And Brenda's are, and then Brenda goes out for revenge. So. Uh, yeah, it's another great so, revenge movie. Um, There's a lot of 80s flavor to it, which I yeah. enjoy, and uh, an amazing soundtrack. Yes, yeah, so which I was going to get to very shortly. This could be Linda Blair at her best. We, you know, people, you know, the actress said, you know, she was a kid then. You know, this is where she's more of an adult. Right. And I think and, that's probably what she was thinking, you know, saying she wanted to break away from that. I mean, or, you know, like a born innocent, you know, her earlier part yeah. of her career, she wanted to do more adult material. Um, yeah, I mean, she had a great run in the 80s. I mean, she, she had so many great movies. Like, I mean, then there was a similar but not as good movie called Night Force. Yeah, I was about um, to say that. So, SFX Retaliator. If I'm saying that's Claudia Udi and as a monkey. So, so why hasn't some company released that? <laughs> that's surprising. You would think that Night Force would be out on a vinegar syndrome or. It should. You know, Lorber I mean, or something like that. Right. The, the, they they released Steel Lorber. Justice. They could release that. Um, so, I could quickly check to see if anyone's released it, but I don't think they have. I will mention a couple of things. Um, no, there's no Night Force Blu-ray here, so. I can't believe it. Uh, it's only a matter of time. And they, they go to, like, there's outside a record store in the, in the movie. There's posters for Kiss, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, but you can't really beat the John Farnham songs of, no. in this movie, so. You know, justice for one, justice for all. This is why I. I <laughs> well, and John and Farnham had a great run in the 80s, too, with well, this and Rad, yeah. where he had great songs on that yeah. soundtrack, too, like Break you the Ice. got thunder and, in your heart, yeah. and it moves like lightning. <laughs> so, so now um, you've, wow, so you've done uh, Trump, uh, Dolph, oh, Stallone, and now John Farnham. You've had a great run with your impressions here today. <laughs> right. I did. I did Dolph. I don't remember. Yeah, you did. Remember we're talking. Oh, uh, oh about Army of One. Yeah. So wait, what's the other one? You know, just for one, just for all, and oh, Innocent Hearts. Thank you. No more Innocent Hearts. So, but yeah, that's yeah. the uh, end of the list. Um. But it's not the end of us loving Savage Streets because yeah, well, yeah, that people, will go on forever. 
yeah, um, if you haven't seen this, just watch it now. Buy it now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here, buy it now on eBay. Add the cart on Amazon. You know, like, yeah, do whatever oh, you got to do. Add the basket in the UK. Right? <laughs> yeah, you could add to your basket. Exactly. Yeah. I th- maybe add to your trolley. I think they <laughs> do that too. Oh, they do, they do uh, trolley? Uh, what site's that? Um, other sites. Oh, like other sites. No, I don't think not. Amazon does it, but I think other ones do. Um, but so they don't. So cart's different in the UK. So they. I guess they don't call it a cart. You know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know how it is. They oh, we yeah. have different words uh, <laughs> in some cases, and that's one of them. Um, <laughs> but right. there was when I found the soundtrack in at Elm City Records. That oh, was a great goodness. moment for me because I was always looking for the soundtrack, and it, it was there. It was just amazing. <laughs> looking what Savage Streets. <laughs> Right, because I was looking in the soundtrack section, as I will often do, especially then when I was looking for Savage Streets. And then it's like, and you said, oh, what soundtrack are you looking for? And I said, oh, Savage Streets. And I just flipped, and it's like, yeah, there's Savage Streets, there it is. <laughs> oh, that was such a great moment in my record-collecting life. And just, and just life in general. It's a, yeah, that's true. Because that's really how it happened. You said, what are you looking for? And I said, Savage Streets. And yeah. then, then it appeared. It was amazing. I, once in a lifetime. Once that is. That is one of that's yes. yes. I guess that's uh, the list. I mean, I could do uh, the wow, it's almost about an hour now. So it's yeah. Um, I guess <laughs> shoot up the pluggos. No, so I guess up. I can't believe that's become a like a catchphrase. <laughs> this is something's terribly wrong. Well, I think uh, well, I think Haas enjoyed that. Like you want to shoot up the pluggos? I mean, I thought it was funny. <laughs> We've but, said like, this, or you've said that on yeah. numerous occasions. I yeah. have never said it. Exactly. I don't. Well, it's just trying to change up life. You know, it's like oh, on the plug for everything. But let's shoot up those pluggos. Right. And, With, that's, <laughs> you can. Well, I think we can honestly say no yeah. one else says that. Yeah. That you you invented that phrase. <laughs> oh, thanks. So I guess the first plug-o would be ComembrancesReviews.net, the website. Yep. And then we can see all the reviews that we kind of uh, mentioned in movies. Yeah, if you want a deeper dive into any yeah. of these movies, just go on to ComembrancesReviews.net. Yeah, and they're all there. <laughs> and then we go to Ty Comembrance on the Twitter. But if you really want to find me, uh, it's Ty Action Rocks on Instagram, which I uh, – what did I post? Oh, Maniac Warriors. Oh, yeah, What's good that one. Say? With the rocket hat. You know. Yes. Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess that the movie maybe itself isn't the best, but it's a good choice for Instagram. Let, let yes. me clarify that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but it does have a rocket hat. Yeah, the so rocket hat and some other wacky moment that, which I'll not spoil. So, and is that it? Oh, and the the podcast is everywhere. So It's on all the, um, the podcasters for the, the most part. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, um, And there's podcast at yahoo.com if you want to email us. Um, so... And, I guess I don't know. I, I feel like that's the end. I mean, I know it's, it's usually have a guest saying, you know, signing off too, but it's just us this time. So <laughs> no justice. There's just us, as you said at the beginning. We <laughs> yeah, tied yeah. All up. <laughs> we're tying all nice little bow. So I guess we'll let you guys go and we'll be back really soon. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>
Dead.